Welcome to the Everyone Walks With Someone podcast. I'm your host, Jared Piney. The Everyone Walks With Someone podcast is really all about learning how to be better followers of Jesus while you're walking alongside others. And if you made it this far, you're listening to episode six. I'm so glad. I hope you've been learning on how to answer these questions of why do I walk alongside others? How do I do it? How do I serve them? How do I seek them? Today, we've got a great guest. We're going to start by chatting with Jonathan Anderson. Jonathan actually has a master's degree in marriage and family therapy. He has led a student ministry and is now the Valley Center Campus Pastor for Pathway Church located in the Wichita area. So here we go, Jonathan. It's great to have you with us. Thanks, man. It's good to be here. Excited. Yes. Pumped up. Yeah, episode six. Episode six. That means there were five others. I've heard they're all great, so we'll see how this one goes. That's great. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we've been kind of starting each episode with this question. I just love hearing it. Um, Who's someone that's walked with you in the past? Probably multiple people, but just unpack one of these stories. Yeah. So um, growing up, my youth pastor was a huge influence in my life, and he... Uh, he's walked with me and I say walked with me as he's continuing to walk with me. And so, uh, you know, we, we've been able to kind of stay in touch through zoom and, you know, we meet together and it's just been really cool. He takes the time to, to really just invest in me and my family. And I'm super grateful for that. You know, it's funny as people have answered this question, there's a theme starting to come out and it's time. Invested the time of just spending time with me and, and hanging out and, and helping us to grow out while he grows as well. Yeah, it's it's been it's been super great because you you it's almost like you just you you pick right up and it doesn't nothing seems to change. Like there's that unique connection and there's this, you know, this commonality and it's really cool and he's still just he's so great at just connecting with me and has a great perspective on life and he's just one of several people who have stepped in and and walked alongside me in all different seasons of life yeah you know before we kind of get going it, it just made me think of when you were talking about that sometimes we go through life we don't have those real close relationships right we've got right. the acquaintances, the people we kind of talk to or we work with, or we talk about fantasy football with, but sounds like this guy that's walked with you, like you can go, you know, weeks or months without talking about when you do, it's just, you got that close relationship. Yeah, it, it's, it is. And it's, I would say it's very genuine. You know, we, we went through a few years where we didn't just job changes and things where we just kind of fell out of touch a little bit, but you know, reaching back out to him and, and he's reached out to me. It's great because once we reach out, you know, we set the time we were, we're able to to connect. And when we connect, it's like, it's a whole chunk of an afternoon. Oh, so yeah. it's like, a, it's, it's never it's, enough time. You know, yeah. There's never enough time because you're always <laughs> catching up on what's the latest and greatest and, and then how he can challenge me. Cause yeah. that's, that's something that he is mm-hmm. very unique in doing. He can challenge me very quickly. So oh, that's good. Well, yeah. yeah. Thanks for, thanks for sharing. You bet. You know, last week, uh, in the last episode, we heard wins and challenges from G.J. So and Jamie Dennison about the action of seek. And today we're actually going to be looking at the action of serve as we walk alongside others. So, Jonathan, let's dig into this action of serve. When you hear this, what does it mean to you? So when I think of serving, I think of meeting a need and I think of being obedient. And and so it's too two pretty basic things. Um, and it doesn't take much to serve. This is, this in fact is probably one of my favorite things when you do walk alongside someone or you're, you're helping someone or, you know, you're showing Christ to someone, you're doing it by your action, you're doing it by, uh, your attitude and, and, and how you're serving them. And so, 
Um, that, you know, when I think of serving, I, I just think of Jesus and I know that's kind of cliche to say, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yes. I think of Jesus. He's the one that I'm really like, you know, focused on. Yes, that's true. Yeah. But he really was the epitome of serving. Like his whole life was serving. That's all he did. He educated, he loved, and he served. Yeah. That's what he did. And so that's what I think about when serving. It's meeting a need and being obedient. You know, it's interesting. You, you said at the beginning that it's kind of simple just to meet a need. And <clears throat> I, I think sometimes we can be overwhelmed by all the needs out there. And it's like, you know, say schools, for example, there's all kinds of needs in schools. Right. We could say, well, how could I fix all of that? And so we get overwhelmed and then we just don't right. do anything, right? Exactly. But if we have that mindset of, you know, see a need, meet a need, and it can be that simple, those things add up and, and those things help one individual or one person. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. You know, I was I was recently at a, uh, at a conference where, uh, a speaker talked about meeting needs and he talked about, you know, you don't have to invent needs. Like you don't have to like just meet the need that's in front of you. That's right there. And I stopped for a minute and I thought, okay, how often do I try and, and put some elaborate plan together to try and meet a need when all I really need to do is just go out there and do it. And you're yeah. right. There's, there's so many needs that we see day to day, hour to hour to hour, no matter whether you work in, you know, the, the business world, the church world, wherever you work, there's needs everywhere in your neighborhood, wherever you live. Yeah. And it can be really overwhelming, but not letting the overwhelmingness control what you do. I think that's super important. Being obedient doesn't really have room for the, the overwhelmingness teaching you what to do. Yeah. You know, that's right. It's, there's obstacles that go in our way no matter what we try and do. So yeah. with serving, there's going to be obstacles we've got to overcome. But if we learn to flex this muscle of being obedient in all areas of following Jesus, then we can learn to get over the obstacles in this idea of serving as well. No, you're absolutely right. I think, I think obstacles and hurdles stop people for a reason. You know, when you yeah. get up to a hurdle, you know, most people that are learning how to do it, <laughs> Uh, they stop a little bit before they jump it, so mm. they slow down. But most, like most sprinters, Olympic sprinters, you're not really slow. You're adjusting ahead of time before you get yeah. to the hurdle, so you see the obstacle in front of you, and you know you have to adjust. You know, if my, you know, if my kid is trying to run hurdles, well, you know, he's just he's gonna fall flat on his face, and yeah. it's gonna stop him, and he may not do it again. Yeah, but you got to get up. You got to do it again. You got to go serve. You got to mm. keep serving. You got to keep trying to meet the need. And like we said, you know, needs are all around us every single place we're at. Yep. No, that's good. So if we talked about being obedient, we don't want the people listening to be obedient to Jonathan and Jared, right? We want them to be obedient. You know, that's to... true. That's true. Although <laughs> I try I, that with my wife and kids. I, it I want work my kids well, to be so. obedient. Yeah. Yes, that, that is true. That is, that is good. <laughs> the want and the reality is two totally I different know, things. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But when you look at that, you know, what are some passages that you look at in God's Word that help you in this area of serving and, and looking to be obedient to it? Yeah, great question. So um, I think about, you know, anything where Jesus spent time really teaching, which that's pretty much what he did. That's how he lived his life. He taught yeah. by his actions and he taught by his words. And there's a passage in Mark that I'm super, like, I, I love this passage. And it, it's in chapter 10. And, you know, what Jesus is doing is he's talking to this man that approaches him. Okay. It's this 
wealthy man that approaches him mm-hmm. and talks about really like, how do I change my life? You know, how do I really get in touch with inheriting the kingdom of God? What, what is it that I need to do? Yeah. And, you know, Jesus talks about the commandments and he's like, yeah, man, you know what? I've done all those things. I've done that. And, and this guy, I think Jesus probably knew like, yeah, you probably have done those things. Yep. And then, which is classic Jesus fashion, right? <laughs> he, he really hits him and right in his heart, telling him to sell his possessions like, mm-hmm. to, and the thing that's closest to him, the thing that he holds onto the most. Yeah. And the guy just, you know, I, I imagine he kind of just walks away with the tail between his legs and just mm-hmm. kind of goes like, like we all kind of do when we've been kind of put in our place a little bit or yeah. we've tried to see a different perspective or maybe even told something we didn't want to hear. And so when I think of serving, I think of this passage mm-hmm. always because the thing we love the most, I believe, and I'm, I'm just going to speak for me. The thing I love the most is time. Yeah. My time is limited and it's valuable. Yeah. And I don't want to jeopardize any of that. Like I'm, I'm a person who plots out what I'm doing during the day. I have time to do this, this, and this. And if I, if I don't, put something on the calendar if I don't like I won't get around to doing it so my time is super important and so as I think about time I think one of the things we say a lot of times is I don't really have time for that Mm -hmm. because it gets in the way of the thing that really it's that that it's getting in the way of which is your ego most of the time or your selfishness which I can speak for me that's how it always is. If I don't want to meet the need right then, it's because I'm inconvenienced or it's because, man, someone else is going to come along and do it. And I'm not like, and I'm okay with that. Like I walk away and I'm totally okay oh, with yeah. it all the time. Mm-hmm. But Jesus wants you to focus and he wants me to focus on knowing like, hey, the thing you love and value the most, submit it to me. Mm. And I want to show you a different way to live. And if we're able to submit that over and just be obedient, I think we see a completely different world. We see a need in a completely different way. Yeah, that's good. I, I think sometimes you could look at that passage and say, okay, so you know, God's wanting me to put him in higher priority than my possessions, my money. And that's right. part of it. Yes, right. there's other scripture there. Right. But I love the way you put it on, you know, it's something he valued the most. And so personally, what is it for you? And for you, it's time. But there, there's things for all of us that we have, and yeah. um, it's getting over that obstacle or that hurdle to be able to serve. You know, my wife told me just yesterday, we were talking, and she wasn't telling me this that I needed to learn, although I probably do, but she was talking about we don't manage time, we manage priorities, right? It's, yeah. we've, got, we've all got the same amount of time, but you're managing what's a higher priority than other things, and, right. and serving isn't something you can put on the calendar. Sometimes it is. I'm going to go serve here. But it's the times you get interrupted that you see that need that if you're like, I'm so busy or I don't have that margin or, you know, I, I don't want to do it, then we we miss that need to go and serve. No, you're you're exactly right, Jared. And and your wife is smart, too. Um, <laughs> yes, mu- much smarter. Than me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you know, I think about I think about when you make your decision to follow Jesus, you are sacrificing comfort you're sacrificing your will to allow God's will to be the thing that runs your life and thing to be really kind of your, your, your guiding force in your life. 
I think when we talk about managing time, when we talk about managing priorities, you never, you never take the Christian hat off. When you follow Jesus, it yeah. never comes off. And so the priority lens that you always have to look through as a Christian, I believe, is man, how is Jesus viewing this? Is this something that I can ignore? Is this something that, I, that I'm capable of ignoring? And if, and if I am capable of ignoring it, am I ignoring the true calling in my life? Because if sure. I've given my life over to Jesus, that's my true calling. Yep. Period. Mm-hmm. And those two things, they're in they're in fight mode all the time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> so. Yes. And if you don't realize it's in fight mode right now, yeah. <laughs> the, the side that should be winning is winning, right? Exactly. Right? Exactly. In the exactly. Exactly. So Yeah. No, that's good. Well, let's keep digging in on this idea of serve. What are, what are some other wisdoms or nuggets you have? Yeah. So um, you know, talking about uh talking about serving, talking about, you know, feeling like you have to have everything together to go meet a need. Like, I, I kind of think of it like, well, I don't have the qualifications or I don't have the skills to do that. And and there may be truth in that. That That's actually a very true thing. You may not be totally qualified in a vocational way to meet a certain need mm-hmm. that is there. But I bet you know somebody who does. Yep. And I bet you know that you can connect with them and that you guys can go do it together. And, and and I think we're always, because of our selfishness, a lot of times we're always looking for ways to have an out. We're always looking for ways to say, you know what? I just don't have the time to do it. I just got something else going on. Yeah. You know, all those different things. Um, I do think that you have an opportunity in front of you to connect with someone else, to help bring someone else in the picture. And get them up to speed. And if you really, truly don't have the time to do it, that's, it's okay. You can, you can help someone else feel like, hey, they can do this now. They can yeah. jump in and do it. And that's really walking alongside someone. That's really helping someone recognize giftings they have yeah. to be able to meet a need. Because, you know, this is one uniqueness, I would say, that is, is something I, I find interesting between people who follow Jesus and people who don't. I think people see needs that are out there. Mm -hmm. And I do think people genuinely want to help. I do think that that's true. But if your life, if you, if you've given your life to Christ, like there's, there's no way around it. Like you, you become a person who goes and meets the needs of others. That becomes who you are and you can't ignore it. And so taking somebody along with you is another way. Like Jesus took his disciples everywhere he went, wow. like everywhere. He always took them along. And when he was meeting needs, whether he was touching someone on the arm, healing them, whether he was giving them sight, whether he raised someone from the dead, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's meeting like some pretty, pretty big <laughs> needs here, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the least, you know, the least we could do is, is, is not turn, you know, not turn our heads the other way when, when we see a need that's out there, like, helping someone cross the street. You know, I know that's a very generic one that was always brought up when I was a kid. You're going to help older ladies across the street. Like hold the door. Pretty open. sure where I live, I'm not really helping a lot of older ladies across the street, but you mentioned holding doors open, but you also mentioned yeah. like even saying going the extra mile of, Hey, is there anything else you guys need done? Or is there anything else I can do? Is there anything else that you need um, to have put together? Or is there anything else that, that needs focused on like those are, you have to have that mindset 
because that door opens another door and every opportunity that's in front of you is an opportunity to show Christ mm-hmm. to others. That's why I serve. I, I don't serve because like I, I, I have a humongous love. Like I, I'm in love with fixing potholes in the street or <laughs> mulching someone's like, I'm not like totally yeah. in love with that. But what I am in love with is trying to show people who Christ is through every opportunity that I have. Yep. So, wow. and, and quickly, just a, another, yeah. like a, a, like an example of this. So we recently had a, a meet your teacher night, right? And mm-hmm. so um, I took my, my middle son is getting ready to start kindergarten. And he's super nervous, but yeah. he was so excited because the room smelled like candy walking in. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, I can, I can. That's the gold star. I want to go to kindergarten here, yes. right? <laughs> and, you know, just awesome. And so one of the things that was super funny was uh, his kindergarten teacher was talking about this opportunity that was available to my wife to be a room mother, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So to be a room mother and. You know, there's, there's not like a, you know, it's not a huge job description to be a room mother, but it's important <laughs> because they help like plan the parties. They're there. They help read to the kids, do different things. Oh yeah. It's and valuable. my wife, she's a, she's a full-time nurse and so she's, she's never able during the day to do those things. But I just said, Hey, can I be no. the room mom? <laughs> yeah. Can I be a room mom? And she kind of gave me that, you know, when the dog hears the weird noise uh, in the house, oh, kind of yeah. tilts that its head a little like, bit. Did I hear like, what? what he said? <laughs> but she goes, you absolutely can. <laughs> the kids love when the dads are here. Oh, and I said, yeah. sign me up. And so, mm-hmm. and it's not because, you know, I, I genuinely want to be a room mother. Like, I mean, you were I, going in that night trying to advocate like, man, I, I hope there's still a I spot. There's a spot to be a room mom. Yes. No, I wasn't doing that. But everything I try and do, and this is, this is no joke, everything I try and do, every situation I find myself in, I try and think, how can I serve this need? How can I meet this need? How can I show Christ to others in my serving? Because mm-hmm. I, that's, I, that's what we're supposed to do as followers of Jesus. Yep. You know what's funny? There's many times I'll go out and I'll start serving somewhere, or I'll have it planned, right? And I'm like... And I get excited, and then I start to go and do it, and then I'm like, "Why? Why am I doing that? I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to go help someone move or do like you just right, the right. selfishness pops in, or right. we're so busy. But then you know, God never fails when I begin to do that. And I check my heart, and I'm like, "No, I'm there to build the relationship and yeah. to show you know Christ through me." I always leave. Sometimes I'm worn out and sweaty, and you know those things. But it's it's like, man, that that feels good, you know. And yeah. that's really what I would say. I'm, I'm starting to learn more of this in my personal life, the difference between happiness and joy. And when I see God moving in other people or in my life or that serving part, right. it can be hard, but it brings on this joy yeah. that I have. No, that's true. And you know, it's when you have that, when you have that heart issue that you talk about, it is that, that, that selfishness creeps in for each of us. Mm-hmm. And kind of in your example, you know, you could have, you could have very easily, like you talk about the moving thing. I mean, most everybody that's listening to this or that has that is breathing has probably helped somebody move at least once and it's not fun yeah like you you even family members like it's not fun to do it's not like moving someone is not fun especially if they're in an apartment and it's like on the third floor like that's not fun either yes but and you can allow yourself to be completely talked out of it like you, like you said like your heart's not in the right place when you first go in but once you get in you know, God is always working and just chipping away at our attitudes, mm-hmm. at our mindset. And what's crazy is there's always opportunities that pop up 
for conversation. There's mm, always yeah. opportunities that pop up for laughing, for having a good time in those moments. And that's what God wants. He wants mm. those opportunities to come up. And if you miss those, it becomes more about your ego. It becomes more about, man, this didn't fill my bucket. It didn't fit. I didn't want to do this need. It didn't meet my need. Sure. Um, I don't have time to do that. I've got a hundred <laughs> other things to do. And mm -hmm. no, like, no, it's not about that. But a lot of times we make it about that. Oh, that's good. It's hard. I want to go back to something you said um, a while ago, actually, but you talked about it's it's not serving, it's who you are or something. And there was a leadership nugget or a book or a podcast that I read or listened to a while back, and it, it was talking about goals. It's like your your goal shouldn't be just to have the goal. It should be change who you are. Absolutely. And so it's kind of like instead of just saying, I'm going to go and serve, I'm going to change who I am, that I'm a person yeah. who serves. I'm a person that sees needs and meets needs. And it's that mind shift that if you lean into that and you kind of have the soundtrack going off in your head that, no, this is, this is what I do because I follow Jesus. I'm going to try to find needs and serve. Then we're way more impactful than saying, well, I'm going to have a goal of once a month, I'm going to go and, and find a need and serve. That's, that could be a good start, but it's right. changing who you are. No, you're, you're exactly right. You know, one of the books that I've been um, jumping back into devotional books, um, Oswald Chambers. Oh, like, yeah. I love his stuff. Um, anybody listening, go get... Uh, my utmost for his highest. It'll it'll mess you up, man. Okay, it's, yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, too. it's really good. And one of the quotes that he says um, is, shut out every other consideration and keep yourself before God for this one thing only, my utmost for his highest. I am determined to be absolutely and entirely for him and for him alone. And when you talk about that shifting of the mind a little bit, yeah. when you talk about um, the, the goal thing, for example, that, that nugget's exactly right. We have goals we want to meet, but, but you can meet the goal, but has it really changed you? Like, yeah, like, yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. Like, you can just meet the goal and check the box. But being all for Christ, you know, as Oswald says, mm -hmm. like, man, you, like, you are entirely for him. When you accept Christ, it's no longer about you. You are everything for him and him, and that's it. Yeah. That is your role. That is your goal. And it's a lot, but it's, but that's why, like when you think about serving, when you look through the eyes of, of, of or especially that lens of being entirely for him, it just, it changes perspective. It does, but it's something you got to think about every day Yeah, because it, you can easily take the lenses off and then you're, you know, then you're like, oh, well, I don't really have time oh, yeah. to I do I mean, that. there's people going to be listening to this episode. It's like that. Those are really good points. I should, I should serve more <laughs> and do that. And then, I mean, we, we all do this. We listen to a weekend message or read a book sure. or that, and then we don't apply it. It's, it's oh, that's a good idea, yeah. but we never um, spend time thinking about it right. and praying about it and, and being intentional. Yeah, serving serving to me has to be, it's got to be a habit. It does. It's got to be something. Because I think once you make something a habit in your life, mm -hmm. it, it is something that becomes a part of who you are. It becomes a part of your routine. It becomes a part of your daily DNA, if you will. And, you know, it, it's honestly, it's a fantastic habit to have to serve others yep. and to always be looking for um, a way to link conversations, a way to show Christ to others by giving of your time. Look, everybody, I know, I know how valuable time is. Yeah, it is. I've got three kids. I've got a I've got a lovely bride of how many years we've been married now? Uh -oh. 16 years. 16 years. <laughs> there you go. Known each other for over 20. <laughs> like, like time, like we got a kid in scouts. We got almost two kids in scouts now. 
School is getting ready to fire up here soon. Um, you know, we've I've got a, a little little one at home that requires a ton of time. Yeah, full time job as a pastor. Like, I don't like man. Not a lot of time there. And my wife's a nurse and she's full time. Like, and so time is something that's super valuable, but we've also recognized, man, the time we have is God's time that he's given to us. And so we yeah. want to serve and be of service to other people. That's so good. Um, yeah, lots to just kind of settle on and think about and, and see how we can apply it in our lives. Well, what else? Any, any last words, thoughts on this action of serving as we walk alongside other people? Yeah, I always, you know, I think it's important. Um, <laughs> always be willing to ask, ask to ask others if they want to come along with you. Mm. Um, you know, you can go meet a need very easily. You can, but I think there is something bigger when you take someone along with you. Uh, you know, when you take um, a group of people with you. Uh, we've, we've done this uh, a few times, um, you know, in our ministry, you know, we've, we've had opportunities where, you know, there's needs that pop up in, in the city or in the community that we're in. And, you know, they, they, they ask, you know, if we can meet some of those needs and we're like, yeah, we're going to figure it out. And, yep. you know, I, we could go do it. Our staff could go do it, but no, we're, we're going to, we're going to bring people along because the body of Christ is so much more powerful together. And then, you know, you've got someone, if you've got somebody that you are walking alongside that you're, you're talking about your faith journey with, or, you know, you've been involved in their life, you know, more than likely, I, I can't give you an exact percentage because I don't know, because I'd just be making this up. <laughs> oh, so that's what a lot of percentages right. are. This right. Like, I feel this, that this way. Right. That's it. 95% of people. Um, most people want to help other people. Yeah, they do. Yeah, people of faith, and they want to take time to do it. They do, and so man, you go and and I just had a conversation the other day with a guy that um, you know that we're that we're looking at kind of helping some things out around one of the schools, and he's a guy that I've been walking with, and I'm like man, you got time to help me or do this? He's like, yeah, sure, yep, because it's like yeah, we'll do this, we'll totally do it, we'll totally take time to do this, and they want to help, they want to. They want to be helpful, and it's a great opportunity to have conversation while you're doing it. You know, I I was taught at a very early age. You know, um, you know, my dad is an extroverted person. I'm not really. I'm more introverted, and so um, conversation sometimes doesn't come easy to me. You know, my wife and I we talk about this a lot. Like, yeah, small talk's hard sometimes. Like, how's the weather? Like, <laughs> like how was your day? Like. <laughs> Oh, Jeff for lunch. Like you kind of run out of the same five things, right? So, yeah. um, you never run out of the same five things, but you kind of run out of just the, it just kind of becomes a little monotonous. But, um, you know, my dad taught me how to have conversation with people while you're working. And he was really good at that. Oh, right? yeah. Just to have, and he taught me some nuggets here and there, uh, just like how to engage and how to have the right conversation you know, with someone or how to bring up conversation while you're doing something. And, you know, when you're working on something or when you're meeting a need or when you're driving someone somewhere or, you know, putting mulch down or, uh, you know, whatever it is, because there's thousands of different needs. Yeah. You always have room to talk. Yeah. There's always room to talk in there. No, that's so good. It's 
I don't remember where this quote came from, but if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with others. And it's kind of the same thing. If you want to make a little bit Did of you difference. you make that up? Or no, that come on. Some, that's someone else. That Somebody is much someone smarter. else. But that, yes. that's pretty good. <laughs> so when you think of like serving, which is what you said, if you want to make right. a little bit of difference, do it by yourself. Right. If you want to make a lot of difference, right. invite other people to come alongside right. you and that'll multiply it and right. kind of catch on and have a movement. Of and it. you know what's most of the time happens? If you ask them again, they'll say yes. Yeah. They, they, People want to feel like they can make a difference. It's good. And they can make a difference. Yep. So No, that's so good. Thanks for kind of sharing and just really unpacking this action of serving when walking alongside others. Yeah. Well, before we bring on a guest that's going to join us, I'm excited to have him here with us. I just got one question for you. Yes. Um, and you already kind of answered it a little bit, but maybe it'll be a different answer. What are you listening to? What's what's a podcast you're listening to, a book you're reading? What are you digging into? Yeah, so... Um, I would say, you know, I haven't always been like, uh, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. Yeah. Um, and my wife's a really big reader. Uh, I'm challenged when it comes in the reading department, mostly because I just, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's time, right? That's what we talked about. Yeah. But um, I've really started digging back into Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest. Man, that thing, it just, it twists your brain up pretty good. Yep. Um, that's really good. I do listen to, uh, because I'm a campus pastor and uh, I'm, I'm part of a multi-site church, um, you know, one of the things I love listening to is Tony Morgan's Okay. Um, the unstuck group. Yeah. And so uh -huh. they help a lot of multi-site churches and multi-site pastors. And they, they talk about a variety of different things in their podcast. It's not just for church professionals and things like that. Yep. Um, most of it is, but it's super unique. It's always interesting. And they're, you know, what I love about them is they're like 25 minutes. Oh yeah. Just like bite size, bite size things. If your podcast is like an hour and a half, like, man, you lost me. Well, I don't I'm know if done. we keep talking or ours may get this I long. might get there. We're going to lose you. We apologize for that. <laughs> All right. So. Well, moving on. No, yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. But, you know, one important thing that we just want to be intentional on this podcast is to really hear real life stories and examples from people who are walking with others and really living out these actions and these teachings. And each episode, we've got a guest that'll share these challenges and wins and I am super excited today to have a guest that I greatly admire. It's been awesome just to see him grow as a dad and as a Jesus follower, and he's just so intentional about spreading the hope and peace and love of Jesus to others. So our guest today is Jeremiah Ortiz. Jeremiah, welcome to the show, and thank you for joining us and taking the time that's valuable to be with us. Yes, my time is valuable. No, it's been great <laughs> to be here. Uh, just so grateful for both of you guys for uh, allowing this to happen. I thought you guys were going to have tacos here. No tacos? No, oh, did thing? you tell him tacos? I, I did I, I didn't. Okay. No. I did want to make sure I fixed my hair well for this podcast. There you so, go. The audio podcast. Yes, it's important. I did. Yes. I did. But I forgot the tacos. Okay. Well, the hair does help me focus better. <laughs> so I will say that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, one of the awkward pause. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I, that I'm super grateful for is just, is always time with Jeremiah. And, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Jeremiah? Why don't you, um, you know, kind of help us get to know you, what you do for a living, um, how you, uh, yeah, just, just a little bit who you are. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I appreciate you asking, you know, um, God has really just guided my journey towards ministry. And so that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, currently I run an online bookstore, uh, for union rescue mission, uh, new leaf. And so what that does allows me to walk alongside people who are experiencing homelessness, poverty, addictions, and just any other life challenges that they're facing. And 
what's what's great about that is I've been in recovery myself for some years, and so I can really speak into just the blessings that comes with walking along alongside others. Yeah. You know, and so tied into that, you know, I have a just a heart for just for youth in itself, just even as a dad. And so I've had some years just being able to be engaged with with the student ministry as well, and I, I really always appreciated that because they they help keep me young. They realize how much energy I don't have, and so with that, it's just <laughs> just these blessings that that continue that continue to come. So. Um, you know, but to be honest, one of my favorite roles really is just being a dad. Yeah. And so, you know, my, my daughter, she is, uh, she keeps me on my toes to, to say the least. And so it's, it's nice just to kind of see her grow, you know, up, up through the church as well. See how God continues to use, leverage her gifts and her talents as she walks alongside others and just seeing how she invites other people in, you know, in order for her soul to continue to be fed. So she's headed off to college now and I'm just excited to see, you know, what God has in store for that new playground, new playmates. And I think in the end, it's, uh, you know, the world is just, just her oyster. So yeah, kind of changed for you, right? You got got your your daughter going off to college, and so does that make you feel a little bit older? Well, they say if it doesn't <laughs> challenge you, it doesn't change you. So we're <laughs> we're getting challenged with all of these different things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But I got plenty of things to to keep me busy. You know, I'm pretty simple. I I, I like tacos, but I don't <laughs> like sharing them. And um, you know, but uh, you know, I one thing that I've really it's opened me up. You know, is the fact is that you know with her shift and her change, it gives me an more opportunity to kind of get away. Yeah, and so then. And she's kind of inviting me into another another time space in order just to go go see some new things. So we well, you know I've known you um, for quite a few years, but I don't know exactly how you're answering this question. So, like, would you consider yourself more introverted or extroverted? And I know, you know, there's not black and white on that answer, but on your personality, what would you say on that? I would say that I am extroverted with mm -hmm. introverted tendencies. Yeah. And so, which is a weird thing. I'm very out there and then, you know, just kind of in the face. I know that uh, I have some people that continually remind me of that. So in case I ever forgot that I'm extroverted, I got people that are really honest in that. But uh, no, that's good. I would say, you know, as time changes and just even as my relationship with Christ has, has become closer, uh, I've realized that I really enjoy more of that quiet space, being able to detach and disconnect just from so that way I can be more intentional about uh, just about um, you know what what the core of of my purpose is right because it all it all centers around him and so you know over time you start taking on these extra things so uh, but I do like it I'm, I'm definitely a people person I like to be in the middle of it all I would say he's a people person. Okay <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> there we go now we know <laughs> that's very true you know, so this is the part of the episode that I love the most. We we kind of bring on a guest, and then everybody that's on the podcast, we just kind of share stories, and not just the wins when it comes with walking with others or even specifically serving in this episode, but the challenges that it comes with it too, because I've done this um, wrong so many times. I've missed so many opportunities. So we just want to hear these real-life examples. So the three of us, we're just going to share stories on uh, this idea of serving while walking alongside others. So we'll open up the conversation, and um, I mean, Jeremiah, Jonathan and I have been talking a lot this episode. Episode, so you can yeah. maybe kick us off by, you know, maybe a, a story or two, or just what does it look like on on serving for you? Oh, sure, great. I, you know, what I've really uh, been more aware of, especially within, is uh, people that are battling with social anxiety. 
Mm. Right. So many social anxiety. And so, and it's so much, it is such a, it's an extension of pain. And so with this, it's really been a huge challenge for me as in the way that I minister in the way that I walk people, because I want to be in front of you. Right. I want, I want to be around you. I want you to feel, feel that energy. So because of that, it's really caused me to, to grow just in my communication style. And so, um, with that, it's you have this pace, you know, this this change of pace that's happened. So I have this family uh, that had befriended, you know, a few years ago, and it's just been interesting because, you know, they it was kind of a touch and go. You know, we met initially, and then they came with with a, a few follow up conversations, but then in the end, you had just these really crazy, messy things that happened, and, and sure. it was right around the same time that everybody was having. But with this family in particular, it just it just hit them. You know, we hit them real hard. And so you have this space to where they don't really want to be around people. They're not all that responsive whenever it comes to when it comes to text. You don't have the luxury in order to go over there and get them. And so now it's the hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. The thing that ended up that really changed the trajectory of it all was the fact is that once I ran out of ideas, I realized that my ideas weren't always going to work. And so then it went into prayer. When I started yeah. you know, being intentional on prayer, because the reality of it is, is that my gifts are only going to take me so far. And so if I'm leading with that, well, then you know, that's a recipe for disaster in the end. So when I went into prayer, God was just continued to just be patient and just wait, just be patient and just wait. So then it came into just these few little check-ins. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what it really, that's what it really came out to, right? Is that we put these expectations, or at least I do, on is that as soon as I put, I have this output, this, this, I have to receive this. Yeah, sure. Because I'm, I'm my own worst critic. But as time goes on, what I realized, that was all that was needed. Just a little bit of time. And to be able to, to be able to shift my pace, my pace of my ministry, not to be mine, but to shift it to the pace of God's ministry in order to meet her where she was at. And so, you know, the past few years, that's what it's been. And then I would say, you know, today uh, she has uh, continued. She's really come out of her shell. And in all honesty, she's helping me. She's helping me uh, minister to a few other people. And so what it's nice is that it's meeting her where she's at just in her season of life. No, she's not going to be one to get face to face with people all the time. Yeah. But she'll do all the work in the background. Oh, yeah. We all have a different way that we do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing you said earlier that I want to maybe kind of dig into is you talked about there's a lot of anxiety there, or you could say loneliness or mental struggles. And, you know, I had a good friend uh, that last week his mom passed away and, and he's in a role of he's always serving. He's always serving other people. And I got a chance to kind of hear from him this week that, you know, there were so many people that reached out to him and served him. And, and I think he was at a spot that he was kind of overwhelmed of, like, I didn't realize I was going to go through this grief and this pain and just just the kind words that were said or the random text or the random person that showed up at the funeral at the house or the meal or the gift card. It just meant so much. And I don't know, for me, it was a reminder that, you know, I don't know, that the little things like that matter. You know, it's the the food, it's the conversation, it's the showing up. And sometimes we can think serving like, you know, mulch and, and this, but sometimes it is just the food, it's the talk, it's the conversation yeah. on that. But yeah, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, it, serving, it's not just one dimensional, right? It's, it's so multidimensional. There's so many aspects. You've got, you know, the gift card for the family that yeah. needs meals. And, and, you know, we've all, I think we can all say we've been, we've all experienced people serving us and it's, yep. Man, it is. It's humbling when people, when you're in a spot, when you're in a, in a place where you're getting served and that's pretty cool. Like, 
you know, we had, when we had our, 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 our third child, um, Luke, and you know, that was eight months ago mm-hmm. and, you know, it was right around the Christmas time. And, and so, you know, Christmas was kind of up in chaos and, um, it's <laughs> just like, this is our reality. It's like, it's our, it's our third kid here. After you've had like a couple, it's like, it's just the third one. It's yeah, fine. Just throw, them in. just throw them in the mix. <laughs> but we just, we had like, we didn't, we didn't want to cook anything, you know, for the other kids. We still love our kids, but we just we were so hey, busy, some food, right? Lunchables. <laughs> right, here's some stuff. Go fend for yourself. But so many people made us meals, mm-hmm. like sent us gift cards. Like it was so awesome. Like I think we went probably three weeks without having to make a meal. And we were just floored. Like I yep. and there was another instance where um there's a lady that is involved in our church, um, the church that we go to, and um she, uh, she has a huge servant's heart and, um, I was staying, uh, my wife was out of town and I was staying home with the three boys, uh, two of the boys, our two oldest boys for like four days. Mm-hmm. And she brought over a breakfast casserole, left it on my porch, texted me and said, brought a little something over for you. Mm. And like, it floored me. We our boy, like the, like Noah and Elliot and I, <laughs> we just, we we killed that thing yeah. for like four days. Yeah. It was so good. And, but, you know, we do. We think of service a lot of times as the, you know, the outward, like the crazy outward things that you're mm-hmm. going to do. But it's so multidimensional. It is people serving you as well. And everybody has a gift to serve. Everybody can. Yeah. And, and even something like that, that person saw the need of, yeah. of your wife being out of town like Jonathan is going to fail on the food on this. Yeah, <laughs> I barely can tie my so. shoes because I wear sandals all the time. So Yes, yeah. and you know, so she saw the need and I right. have a gift of hospitality and making food. I was like, yeah, right. I, I, can, exactly. I can help and it's valuable. Exactly, mm-hmm. that's true. Well, it's, no, that's an interesting point. I think especially from uh, through the lens of grief, you know, you, it's such a tough space to be in no matter where you are in that journey. Um, especially at the very get-go. I mean, because in the end, when you walk alongside somebody that's even in grief, in the end, you're empowering them to step into this pain, right? So I had a situation to where a friend of mine, her um, her father had ended up passing away, and so they had just abundance of all of these clothes. Yeah. Uh, they lived in another state, uh, and then they called me and said, like, hey, we got all these clothes trying to figure out, you know, what, what can we do? Because these are memories that are attached to it, and we don't want to just drop mm-hmm. them off somewhere. And so, you know, there's this challenge is like, uh, cause the, the places that I knew of that could use them didn't need them. And so then it's like, okay, well now, now I'm really onto an opportunity here. And so I appreciate this challenge because it came into, you know, casting a wider net and doing some networking. And so what I was able to connect with is that they brought them up from this other state and I was able to take these clothes and actually donated them to, um, to a local school. And this oh, local wow. school turned around and actually used them um, as far as their clothes closet for high school students that were able to use them for end of the year prom. But by the end of it all, you're talking about, you know, about 50 suits, you know, from head to toe. Mm-hmm. And so in the end, it's amazing because, you know, without, without that backstory, it's just a tie, right? Without yeah. that backstory, they're just shoes. But in the end, they see the tie, they see the shoes, and they are stories. And sometimes they're tears of, they're tears of pain. And so as you invite them to step into the pain, now they're able to make use. If you're crying anyway, what does it look like in order to do it, in order to be a joyful? And so it was just nice to see how Christ was just in the middle, in middle of all of that, and just be encouraging to step outside of what you know and start to step into what you're supposed to be. That's good. You know, there's you mentioned something in that about story and um you know, thinking about just every action, 
every opportunity, you know, as we talked about, every opportunity is a chance for you to show Christ to others. Um, you know, you, you helping network, you know, you helping connect someone, you know, getting these suits where they need to go. These kids wear these suits or these kids have the opportunity now to have a great prom or they were afraid they didn't have anything to wear. You know, they have the ability to do that or, you know, whoever else can use them like, and so it's just, you know, the stories that are made out of that is, is incredible. And you can link it back to, you know, the willingness just to, to be able to put the effort in to, help kind of connect the dot for people. And, you know, when you talk, you know, talking about story, um, you know, taking opportunities to, you know, sit with people, you know, in, in, in painful circumstances or in, or even in, in happy circumstances. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lady I know that, um, she's so great at serving, even in the midst of her own pain, she serves. She's just like, she's an angel, man. Like she yeah. is, I think she is God's, like, she is God's, one of God's <laughs> angels, beautiful, beautiful angel. And, you know, she is always looking for ways. And I, I'm not kidding you. She will text me. And what's great about this is I will give her information. I will help her, you know, try and connect some dots in different places that she can serve or different places she can give her time. And then she's always, anytime I, I see her do it, she's always got someone next to her too. Oh, yeah. And so, and then when you're able to like, like kind of catch up at the end or, you know, you're able to kind of you know, circle the wagons, you know, a week or two later, you ask about it. And then there's the story. There's the story that's there of the relationship and the time and the commitment to a need, but a commitment to another person to help fulfill that need. And, you know, all these stories, you know, that we talk about in here, it is, it, it, it's incredible to know like your act of service gives somebody hope. Yep. It shares the hope of Jesus, whether it's through suits, whether it's through a yeah. breakfast casserole on the porch for a dad who doesn't know what he's doing, <laughs> whether it's through a woman who's in her mid seventies, who's had her husband pass away mm-hmm. and has, inc- has done just an incredible work in her own life and is and is a machine of service to other people. Yeah. You know. Yeah, cuz that's not what she does, that's who she is. It's exactly right. It's yeah. who she's become. It's mm, good. You know, before I we got a couple of questions here at the end, but we've talked about some wins and some neat stories. What's some some challenges or even some failures that you've had on this and I'll I'll kind of kick it off and you know, here recently, uh I led a group of men that we went to a couple different elementary schools and in one of them we helped kind of haul some some old boards and old junk away that they had and the other one we went and painted the teachers lounge and so I think we had eight or nine guys there one night and then another four the next night and and we we invited you know people that that weren't a part of our group to come along with us and now not a lot of people said yes to it but I talk about the fail so you could say hey we went and painted it and it looks great and all of this and we kind of lost on, we didn't try to build the relationship with the principal that we had talked to, the PTO president that helped connect it there. We just kind of got the details and said, yeah, we'll do the rest. And I was at the other elementary school while this group went and I never like equipped them. And I don't think they were like, hey, I'm there to serve, but let me build the relationship as well and and do that. So as I, as I looked at it, I'm like, oh, I know this. I've, I've done this sometimes, sometimes really well, but I totally failed on that. Yeah, no, that's that's a good example. You know, I think as men, a lot of times we're we're kind of hardwired to go, <laughs> to go just do like, yeah. oh, I'll, I'll carry the wood, I'll I'll, I'll paint the room <laughs> like this, is great. Like whenever, like I think about painting inside my house, um, 
I just want to paint. Like, I just want to get it done. Just yeah. get the work done. And I have that mentality in everything I do. We're just going to go do it. We're just going to get it done. Yep. And I've had similar failures like that, Jared, where, um, you know, one in particular where we went to go, we went to go meet a need and it was so identical to what you just said. Um, we went to go meet a need at this lady's house. Um, she had really tall grass. Mm-hmm. We took our small group over to do it. And we looked at it as more of like a, um, you know, so just like a, a serving opportunity for our group so that we felt good about serving. Yeah, sure. Right? It was more Pat about yourself us. in the back. Hey, right. hey we, we hit this. our goal. We got yeah. our one done we this did. month. Or Man, I feel great. <laughs> like, this is awesome. Look at us. So, yeah. But, you know, she she had a ton of needs beyond just the outdoor needs that were there. And we completed the outdoor needs. We mm-hmm. did. I mean, the community that she lives in, I mean, the, the, the code officer would go up and down, you know, she just, she wasn't able to do it. And there yeah. was just this at this, they were at this impasse. And so we stepped in like, Hey, we'll help. We'll take care of some of it. We can, we can try and do that. Yep. To this day, we've not been back to the house, mm-hmm. have not talked to the lady. And you know, I don't, I don't know if there's, I mean, I'm assuming there's still tons of needs that are there, but it was just like you said, it was, we went over we mowed, we, we, we yep. edged, we cleaned up a lot of the landscape and we spent a couple of hours over there. We were sweating like crazy when mm-hmm. we were done and we felt really good, Yeah, but it was about the service and it wasn't about the relationship that was there. It wasn't about showing the fullness of Christ yep. to someone in need. Mm-hmm. And that was a mess. It was. Yeah. I've. Man, as we're talking about it, I got other examples. <laughs> I'm like, I've done this more a lot. Failures than successes. So. Yeah. What about you, Jeremy? It's easy to get into messes. I would like to say that I don't get into very many, but I have. <laughs> yeah, I have a few. I remember um, just along that same line. There's a need uh, from a couple. They needed to move some rock, and it seemed pretty simple. The way that they they talked up a really good game as far as how this thing was going to go. <laughs> and because it was so good, I didn't need to drive by. I didn't need to take pictures. There was no questions about tools. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> I called a friend of mine um, who actually owned a junk hauling uh, business at the time, and so had him come so that way we could help. And so we finally get out there, and it was almost like – it was almost like the task was to move 80,000 tons of rocks with one of those small little shovels that your kids use in the sandbox. What's so funny about this, Jared, is I know exactly what he's talking uh-huh. about. And it still Did makes you turn me it down laugh. And you said, hey, Jeremiah. No, no. Like, this person went directly to Jeremiah. Oh, yeah. And I was like... Hey, that's great. That's <laughs> awesome. Because he's a lot like me. Like, we we see a need, we're going to go try and meet it. Yep. <laughs> this is so funny. This is so great. Yeah. I was so confident. I said yes without asking the questions. And I again, I know better. I know better in order to ask yes. the questions. But yeah. you know, when, it, when you talk about just even the, the conditions of the day, I would say that it couldn't have been any worse. It was just hot. It was hot. <laughs> we didn't have the right tools. I was making runs back and forth just to go get more tools, trying to get wheelbarrows, trying to get all of these things just so that way we could get it done. And I think, you know, the takeaway as it was, was a couple things. Number one, there were some people that didn't talk to me for a few days, <laughs> right? That was, that, that was one. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then two, I, you know, as I look back on it, I remember getting in the car and I'm leaving, like I was just so drained and so taken back by the ways that it went that 
I knew that my character did not come off in the way that it it should have. Yeah, sure. Like I knew that I knew mm-hmm. that it that it yeah. had changed me, and then, and I remember and I remember just kind of sitting on that and wondering wondering if that was it if they just would just ignore all this good because we got it done, we yeah. did we got it done. But again, it's you know at the end of the result had the character. Yeah. What, what did they see about that? No, that's good because we could we could go and serve and do something good, and we could bring people with us, and we could say we're trying to build a relationship. Then we could be a jerk, and like hardly any of that matters, right? Like, that's exactly. No, that's right. so real. That's right. that's good. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just laughing. I remember this day. I totally remember the day because I think we even talked after that too, and he sounded exhausted, <laughs> and just angry at the world. It's great. There so, were some conversations. There yeah. were. Yeah, good learning moment. Uh, well, thanks for sharing on just the the wins and the challenges and, and laughing and just enjoying it. You know, before this podcast started, we brought in a group of people, and and it was a di- diverse group of people of new believers, people strong in their faith, young, old, introvert, extrovert, and said on this idea not of serving but of just walking with others. What are questions you have to to get you over the obstacles and the hurdles to be able to do this? So we've got all these questions, and we've been answering a few of these at the end of each episode. So I've got two that I'm going to ask you guys, and we'll just talk about them together. Awesome. Uh, first one's going to be, what are good guardrails or boundaries to have when walking with others? No, that's great. Uh, you know, for me, it's it's really just being conscious about uh, my gifts and my averages, right? Being a truly understanding about what my capabilities are. And, you know, for me, it's so tough because I just want to jump right on in. You know, as the story that I just shared, I just jump right on in and then ask the questions later. But the problem with that is, is that I don't know, I don't know for sure what direction God wants me to go with this relationship unless I go to him in prayer first. Mm. And so prayer is, prayer is a big, is a big piece of it. And that's where it all starts for me. You know, I, additionally, it's, you know, what am I doing to prepare for these unexpected challenges? So some of the guardrails and boundaries I would have would be making sure that I'm pouring in, getting poured into as equally or even more so than I'm pouring into others. And so I'm a huge advocate for, for mental health and then just spiritual walks. These are some practices that I've had in place now for the couple of years. And so because in the end is, is that I don't know what's around that corner. And so if I'm not prepared, well, then they're going to lose. You know, we, in some cases, we, it you know, we're just called to serve in different ways. I mean, in some cases, it could just be spiritually walking for an undetermined amount of time, or, you know, in, in other cases, you know, when it comes down to purpose, am I supposed to be with them for, for an X amount of time, or am I just simply supposed to connect them to others? It's good. I don't, I don't have anything to add to that. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. That, that's a solid answer to the question. Yep, I, absolutely. <laughs> I think um, continue to make sure you've got more fills in your bucket than drains, that you're yep. you're leading and walking with others um, through a full tank on that, and, yep. and you're allowing God to work in your life, and it's not getting in the way of your time with family, yeah. your personal relationship. Yeah, you being on empty leading others is never good. Yeah, yep. that's bad. For you or for them, right? Uh, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay, last question, um, and, and some of these are kind of a trick question. There's not a you know, a solid answer on here's exactly what it is, which we like solid answers, right. but, um, right. but we get this question a lot. And so one of the, the ones that the group asked was, well, how many people do you walk with at a time? What would you say on that, Jonathan? Uh, I would say you, you can walk with as many people as God puts in your, in your path, so to say. Um, 
I don't think there is a, yeah, I don't think there's a determined amount. I don't think there's an exact number because everybody's different. Yeah. Um, but you, I will say if, you know, let's just say, for example, there are, if you're mentoring or walking with three or four different people, you know, just looking at the time, because not all of their examples are going to be the same. Not all their personalities are going to yeah. be the same. They're going to have different things going on in their life, just like you're going to have different things going on in your life. So I would say the max probably for me um, is anywhere from three to four people that I'm like really diving in with, you know, head first, like listening um, where I'm really trying to help meet those needs that are there and really walking with them well. I feel like if it's like a large number of people that I'm walking with, I don't feel like I'm doing it well. I feel like I'm not being my best self. And so yep. probably three to four to me is, is the best where I can really give my best self. Um, and also not doing it all on the same day too. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, there, there, and currently I'm, I've got three guys that I'm walking with and, um, each have unique differences and each have unique things about them and each requires you different time and different timing on how you do things and when things come up. So, you know, that would be my answer is, yeah. is three is a good solid number. You know, a. and in other episodes we've talked about different levels of walking with people. And I think to your point, you're talking about that, that heavily invested. I'm, I'm praying, I'm reaching out often. I'm, you know, walking with them. There are different levels of, yeah people just that I'm, I'm checking in every few weeks on. And so I wouldn't even yeah. know if I'd say I'm walking with them, but I'm, I'm caring for them. And, and it's based on that relationship there. And man, it's, it's great when it works out and you can group some of them together. Um, you know, different times, like, you know, tomorrow I'm going kayaking with three different guys. And so I get to spend, you know, two hours out on the water kayak and hanging out with them. Um, but it doesn't always work that way. Right. And so I, I think that's good. I, you just got to trust Holy Spirit and even some other trusted people and know yourself and your body and your emotions and your spiritual walk yeah. on to see what that looks like. Yeah, no, that's good. Yep. Good. Well, thank you guys so much. Jeremiah, awesome to just hear your stories. And, and Jonathan, thank you for um, sharing your stories and the teachings on this action of serving. So I, I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you. Yeah, we love this. Walk great, with people Jared. is awesome. Yeah. It is it. Well, it's going to get even better. Next episode, uh, we're bringing on, well, maybe not even better. It's, it's going to continue to be good. I don't know. Uh, next episode, we've got two guests that are going to come on, and they're actually sharing more stories around this action of serving. So make sure you check out next episode, and this conversation I know will be rich. We'll see you then. <laughs>